produce and money internationally, it's becoming more common around the globe for both business and personal reasons. We live in a time of travel right now, and with that comes the need for our money to travel too. Luckily for all of us, sending money abroad is no longer the difficult, expensive thing it used to be, especially if you use TransferWise. Why should you use TransferWise, you might wonder? Well, one easy answer, and it has three syllables, exchange rate. When you send money abroad with most providers, they usually don't give you the real exchange rate. They mark it up and they keep the difference for themselves. But TransferWise is different. TransferWise uses clever new technologies so you always get the real rate when you convert currencies. It lets you send money quickly and seamlessly between over 70 currencies and it even has a multi-currency account that lets you hold over 40 currencies and convert them anytime you like. You pay only one single small upfront fee and more of your money gets to the other side. That's why The Economist says TransferWise takes a machete to the hefty fees that other services charge. But don't take their word for it. More than 4 million people are already saving. You can sign up at transferwise.com slash yoga to test it out for free or download the app. That's transferwise.com slash yoga or download the app. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. If you're celebrating, I hope you're having an amazing weekend with your loved ones, with your family. If you're not celebrating, I hope you're still having an amazing weekend with your loved ones. I am talking to you right now from what what I feel, honestly, is a pivotal point in my life. I I don't know how else to, to speak it. Have you ever been in this kind of place in your life where you feel like the universe is talking to you where you get little signs and you know hints and things kind of dropping out of the sky to guide you to a specific place I I feel like you guys know what I'm talking about I'm in this space right now where everywhere I look there's another massive sign for me to to turn in a specific direction and personally I really believe that when we kind of get these little signs dropped our way it means we're on the right track that we're kind of in this place of flow even if the signs are pointing towards something uncomfortable or difficult which is for me you know that's kind of the case for me I'm not not super happy to to be where I am in my life right now which is a weird thing to say (laughs) I'm like wait I should I should pause the podcast and start over because it's weird that I say that let's let's start let's start with a breath. (laughs) Let's take a breath, everybody. So go ahead and close your eyes. If you have your legs crossed, uncross them just so you can feel the soles of your feet firmly planted on the ground. If you can sit up a little bit taller, just lift your heart, let the crown of the head rise a little bit higher to the sky. Hmm. Let's go ahead and take a really deep breath in and release through the mouth. Go ahead and blink the eyes open. Okay, I really needed to take that breath. (laughs) It's an interesting thing for me to say that I'm in a a place I don't want to be or I'm in a difficult place in my life right now. But I've come to terms with the fact that, yes, I am in a challenging time. What the fuck? I don't know why that's happening in my life right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it and I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a lot of things to share with you guys. But speaking about signs, uh, I feel like whenever I go through phases in my life where I don't notice signs pointing me toward a specific place, that means that I'm a little bit out of tune, that I'm a little bit out of touch. When I kind of, you know, I think after a while we kind of go through the motions of life, we forget that we are this intricate part of the magnificence of the universe. Everything is happening the way it's supposed to happen. Everything is unfolding the way it's meant to already. 
and you're in this for some sort of reason, you know, and we don't, we don't always know right away. It will take us some time to get to that place of knowing and understanding. But when we're in that place of just feeling connected to something bigger than us, we see signs everywhere. At least personally, I do all the time. You know, someone tells me something and it lands in my heart in a specific way of like, oh, I needed to hear that. It could be, you know, coming into work and someone gives me a hug and it's like, oh, I really needed that hug. Thank you. Or, you know, you hear something on TV and it kind of sticks in the back of your head or, you know, a meme pops up on Instagram or something and it makes you feel like, whoa, this spoke to me. You find feathers or coins when you're walking outside, you know, animals. It's just, there's so many ways where we just feel sort of in sync. And I'm in this place right now. And I think that when we're not, when we kind of tend to forget that we're this big piece of the whole, right? That we're not separate, that we're all connected in this beautiful way. Life gets really dull. Life gets really, um, I don't want to say meaningless or pointless because that's a big statement, but when we forget how connected we are, life just feels a little bit grayer. And I can find myself whenever I'm in a, in a busy place or I'm kind of, you know, feeling stress or pressure or especially if I have a deadline of some sort and I'm kind of working super hard to get to a specific place, I tend to close myself off and then I forget. And when I forget, I, I sort of lose sight of all the beauty in life. When I forget, my yoga practice becomes this thing I do every day. You know, it just, it just becomes part of routine. It's this thing I do that makes me feel good, but I, I don't take the moments of silence in between the poses, the transitions and the space between the breath. I don't cherish them as this unbelievably sacred part of my day that they actually are. You know, I just kind of, even on my mat, I go through the motions and then I'm on to the next thing. So, and I'm realizing that now just because I'm, I'm receiving so many signs every day like it's almost ridiculous the synchronicity of, of life and things that I'm realizing that the past couple of months I have felt a little bit out of tune I really have and now I'm feeling in tune <laughs> but in a shitty way <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it it's kind of like I feel like I'm in a place of growth but that kind of growth is really uncomfortable because it means I have to let something else go Yesterday, I we held a, a really beautiful blessing way, a, a birthing way, it's called. It's a, a, a birthing or a labor ceremony for someone, for a woman who's pregnant. My good friend Kelly held a ceremony for me when I was, uh, you know, I think I was nine and a half months pregnant by that time with Lea Luna, which was two and a half years ago. And now one of the girls at the studio, Brittany, she's pregnant. And we did the ceremony for her yesterday. And it was so beautiful. And it's all about this transition from you know, from maidenhood into motherhood. And, and it's, it's using community and sisterhood as a way to help bring support when it's time for labor. I mean, it's, it's a really beautiful ceremony. And we all got received a, a goddess card. So it's like an angel card, but they represent different goddesses. And my card yesterday was butterfly maiden, the butterfly maiden, which is this Navajo goddess that represents enormous change. That's literally all the card really said. You are in the midst of enormous change. And it's all for the greater good. It's all, you know, for, uh, as a blessing. And it just hit me really hard, like this enormous change. I just feel it. I feel it. And it's uncomfortable. And I'm trying to envision myself as if I'm in this little cocoon. And I'm about to become a butterfly. <laughs> but I like to imagine that, you know, when you're in the cocoon, you don't know that 
you're going to become a butterfly. You don't know. You don't just know you have to kind of shed this comfy, comfortable, safe space that you've held for a long time. You don't know what the next step is. You don't know that you're actually going to soar and fly. So it's scary. That's where I am right now. I don't know if these metaphors are making any sense, but that card just really spoke to me yesterday in, in the midst of, in the midst of, of all of this, all this stuff. So if you're in a place right now where you feel like you are receiving a lot of signs or you're noticing things as signs where you feel like the universe is speaking to you, regardless if it's hard or easy, if it feels beautiful or, or terrible, it's great. Just trust me on that. It's great. If the universe is speaking to you, it means that you're listening. And sometimes it takes really challenging times in our life to actually open our hearts and our ears to listen enough. And synchronicity, isn't it just the most beautiful thing when we're in sync and we can really see the synchronicity and the perfect timing and the order of everything it's just it's a beautiful place to be for me the past couple of months and it's kind of culminating for me this week a lot of realizations about different things past couple of months have been have been have been sort of hard and I'm gonna talk a little bit today aside from this cocooning into a into a butterfly and how we can all really use that ability to listen to the universe and notice the signs as a way to help us transform and help us take that next step, even when it gets really, really hard. But specifically, what's been really hard for me the past few months or really the past year has been the challenges that I've been through in my health. And I haven't understood until this week. I mean, really, I've I've thought about it, but I haven't really understood how connected our emotional well-being is with the food that we eat. I mean, and of course, like, you know, we all know that that's the case. And sometimes we eat for different reasons. We eat because we're tired or we eat because we're sad. We eat, you know, eating food can be a way to not feel our feelings, but also it goes the other way around, right? So eating an abundance of of good, delicious tasting foods, it just, it nourishes more than the body. We know that it nourishes the heart, the soul. It's part of a very, very important social component of our lives. Of course, eating, you know, we gather around meals, for everything. At least at least I do. I mean, who doesn't? For everything. And since I got really sick and then I found out I had these food allergies, which I, I haven't shared all of them because it's it's so insane. <laughs> I haven't shared all of them specifically because it's just it's just literally the most insane thing ever. But I thought I would I would like run through them super quick so that you guys can feel how hard my life is right now. And of course, you know, there's terrible things happening in the world. There's war, there's all sorts of, you know, so I don't want to upplay my my allergies, but my life has taken a massive transition from being able to eat literally anything I want, from feeling good, I thought, eating pretty much anything I want, from, you know, cooking a ton and baking a ton and drinking wine and, you know, eating dessert and enjoying all the vegan amazingness that exists in this world. I can no longer, you know, not only not eat any kind of sugar, sugar, I mean, sugars and everything. I can have fruits, but that's it. No kind of sugar. So no white sugar, no coconut sugar, no agave, no maple syrup, like nothing, 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 no sugar, no wheat of any kind. And I've never had problems with wheat. I always eat bread and stuff like that. Not None of that at all. No corn, um, basically no grains aside from really specific grains. Like I can have quinoa, limited amounts of brown rice. I mean, and these are my staple foods basically. And then aside from that, I have severe and moderate allergies or food sensitivities to apples. 
arugula, asparagus, basil, bay leaf, black beans, cayenne pepper, dill, mustard greens, nutritional yeast, plum, raspberry, beets, rutabaga, safflower, sardines. I don't care about the sardines. Soybean. I care about the soy. Turmeric, turnip, watercress, watermelon, zucchini squash, arrowroot, button mushrooms, crab. I don't care about the crab. Tangerine, wakame seaweed, and wild rice. And in addition to this, there's a whole long list of superfoods that I can't have either, which are, include things like acai. I used to eat all the time. Uh, I can't have aloe. I mean, you know, not your kind of staple everyday stuff, but just things that are kind of making my life a little bit, a little bit more challenging. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, and I've kind of, I just took this transition because it's what I'm working with a doctor. I'm working with a clinical dietitian and I'm working with a doctor. So everyone who freaks out telling me I'm, you know, I get a lot of comments from people who really are not into any kind of holistic healing, which I don't, I don't understand how you can, you know, if you're sick, why wouldn't you try everything? Why wouldn't you do both sides? And I've had it proven to me that the fact that I was on antibiotics several times when I was really sick last year, it really messed my gut up. It really messed up my flora in my stomach, uh, even though I always take probiotics and things like that. And I have this massive imbalance now in my body, not just because of the antibiotics, but the antibiotics definitely didn't help. They didn't make me better. They just kind of made my, uh, my overall health uh, worse. And, you know, sometimes you need antibiotics. Antibiotics saves lives for sure. That's the case. Go all in. But I was just prescribed antibiotics again and again and again and again without anyone, you know, actually taking into account what was wrong with me. So anyway, so I'm going through this, through the motions of this. I've scaled away all this stuff and I have no choice, right? And I've never been sick before. I've never ever in my life been faced with, you know, realizing like, hey, I can't do my job. I can't continue the work that I do. I can't be a mom. I can't function if I'm going to be sick like this. I have no other option. It's not like I want to do these things. It's just the option is getting sick again or continuing to be sick. And that's not an option for me. So, okay, I'm going to lessen my quality of life like by a lot by following this stuff. And it's six months. I'm supposed to follow this fairly strictly. And actually what it is right now, supposedly it's not even as strict as it's supposed to be. So it's supposed to start off pretty mellow. Part of the, the test that I did, I had a few nutritional deficiencies, like kind of weird ones, not the ones you would expect. Like people say, you know, if you're vegan, you have, you're, you're really low on B12, like not that, but like selenium, I was super low on. I need to take like CoQ10, whatever that's called, a bunch of amino acids that I was missing, just things that I, you know, I, I had an iron deficiency, stuff like that. So taking all these supplements, took cut all these foods out of my diet. And what happened <laughs> immediately, and I haven't really understood how intense this has been for me because I've been working and I've been kind of, you know, doing my best getting by, is I cut these things out of my diet and every single, what I'm realizing now is every single emotion I ever chose not to feel because I was, you know, under pressure or tired or didn't want to feel it because it's uncomfortable or whatever, that kind of tendency that I've had literally my whole life to when I'm really exhausted to want to sit on the couch and eat something. Do you guys know that feeling? I mean, please tell me, you know, that feeling, please tell me I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. Come on. So that feeling of like coming home after a really long day and just wanting to sit on the couch and eat something. And it doesn't really matter what that something was. I'm realizing now it's not like the specifics of that something that's the problem. It's the fact that every moment I had like that. And last year when I was sick, I had 
more of those moments than I've had in my whole life. Like last year was probably my most unhealthy year of my life just because I was working so much nonstop, you know, and then got really sick and had no energy for anything in between. So as a result of feeling shitty, I ate way more sugar, way more, you know, white flowers, sugar specifically more than anything else. I drank more wine. I mean, all the stuff that kind of that, you know, that put a little bandaid on the problem after a long day, come home, eat a big slice of cake, you feel better. (laughs) You know, it doesn't last very long, but it's like, okay, it's like a way to process something. And I've had that tendency and I still go through the motion of that in my life. I think a lot of us do. We all have different avenues that we turn to when things are hard. It doesn't mean that, you know, when things are hard in a sense of they're hard every day for weeks at a time, but like, no, you know, we have a tough moment. Some people, yeah, turn to alcohol. Some people gossip. Some people smoke cigarettes. Some people do actual drugs. Some people turn to sex. Some people turn to food. Food is a really big one. Some people turn to exercise, like there's different levels of, of, of what we choose to do. But at the end of the day, if it's an escape, it's still an escape. And then there are, I think, you know, better ways to escape. I think it's healthier in the long term to go to your yoga mat. You know, if you're having a really tough day, see if you can process on your mat by moving, by breathing, by feeling. And maybe that moment on your yoga mat will open up a little bit of space for you to, to feel whatever it is you're supposed to feel because the mat actually holds space for that. The couch and that pint of vegan Ben and Jerry's <laughs> doesn't hold the same kind of space for us to process our emotions. Actually, it just pushes them a little deeper under the surface. So, and that's been my tendency my whole life. You know, I think as, as, with, as with most of us, it's hard to feel our feelings. It's hard. We're not taught how to feel our feelings when we grow up. It's not part of the curriculum. It's not part of this handbook you get when you become a parent. Here is how to make sure that your child develops... <laughs> in an emotionally healthy way. No, we don't know what to do. So we pass that on to our kids and then the cycle continues. So when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I turned to alcohol, like that was my number one, but I would go get blackout drunk. That was my way if I had a really hard time or, and you know, hard weeks, hard hard months, whatever. And then becoming an adult, of course, stopped drinking myself into oblivion. But instead, my go-to has been food in different ways. And food is amazing. You guys, food is the best. Food is, is it's, it's awesome, mega, like, you know, it's, it's life. Um, if you follow my journey, you know I'm, you know, food obsessed. I love baking, love dessert, love cooking. I'm vegan, so I've been really healthy my whole life. Of course, it's super possible to be an unhealthy vegan, but... I always eat an abundance of whole foods, of vegetables, of fruits, the good stuff. And still somehow I got really sick, right? And still somehow I've had this tendency to like, oh, after a really long day, you know, maybe what I need is to sit down on on my mat or, you know, have a really serious conversation with Dennis about something to process, whatever. But it's like, oh, I'm so tired and it's so hard to have a toddler. Oh, the, the, the toddler part is like... I have this feeling like I'm going to look back at these years of, you know, the toddler years, like, and not remember anything because it's so insane. We have no space for ourselves at all. I mean, there's, there's no space. So yeah, at the end of the day, like it's nine o'clock. I just want to sit on the couch and like, give me a bowl of fucking chips, like I, anything. And that's been my go-to, you know, not every day all the time, but a lot. And the feeling that I'm really sitting with now, or what I'm realizing now is when you take one of those avenues away when you take one of those escapes away or when you take you know I took that cut that piece out entirely it's opened up this vast (laughs) sort of opening in my 
emotional self in my in my body in my in my heart where all of a sudden that emotion is now pouring out of me <laughs> i don't know if that makes any sense but i'm realizing this as actual truth that every time i chose to not feel something but i went for something else right i went for some sort of escape doesn't really matter what that escape was that emotion stays in the body and now that i took that sort of pathway away it's like all of a sudden I can sort of feel like the all of last year whatever anxiety or pressure or frustration I was feeling last year that I didn't have the space to actually process and it's not like you know I'm trying to not be hard on myself like you you should feel all of your emotions like I'm a human human being it's not not possible to, to 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 be that way you can aim for it and I do and I think I do a pretty good job at it like this podcast is one of the really healthy I think <laughs> avenues that I use now to process and talk also seeing you know a therapist also talking to friends talking to your spouse doing yoga moving your body like crying when you need to cry like there's so many things that are super super good for us but stuffing your feelings with food is not one of them you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl it's great to have your go-to recipes, but I always love trying new things too. I've been experimenting with food so much lately now that my diet has completely changed. If I don't keep it creative, I definitely would never be able to stick with a strict routine. So a recipe I'm really looking forward to trying with the help of Bob's Red Mill is a cold lemony quinoa salad. The recipe is healthy, vegan, and also super, super simple. To make it, just assemble lemon juice, pine nuts, celery, red onion, a small bunch of fresh parsley, pepper, salt, red pepper, cumin, and Bob's Red Milk Tricolor Quinoa. It sounds super refreshing and it has the most colorful ingredient. The best part is for anyone with celiac disease or anyone who has a gluten sensitivity or can't have gluten right now like me, all Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free products are processed in a 100% gluten-free facility to ensure no cross-contamination so we can all feel safe and confident in what we're eating. Actually, I'm going to try this recipe tonight. Our best friends Patrick and Olivia are on the island right now. Their little son Hunter is Luna's age and they already love quinoa, so it's going to be a great addition to our dinner party tonight. I would love for you to share with me your favorite Bob's Red Mill quinoa recipes. Maybe I can try it sometime. With Bob's Red Mill, I always know I'm not just getting quality, but flavor-packed healthy foods that actually taste amazing too. I'll choose it every time. Head over to bobsredmill.com slash yoga girl and enter for a chance to win some really fun Bob's Red Mill goodies. One winner will be selected by random selection each month. If you know me at all, the, the I'm 100% against everything that has to do with with limiting and restricting foods, dieting. Even for this podcast, you guys know we have we have little ads that pop up in this podcast. We have a really serious vetting system where any companies or brands or whatever that want to advertise on this podcast, we have it. the number one no-go is anything that talks about weight loss, anything that talks about diet, anything that talks about, you know, that kind of appropriates that kind of culture that we already have in our society that tells women and also men that we are not good enough, that we have to change, that our bodies aren't good. So anything relating to weight loss diet, it, it will never, ever, ever touch this platform ever. What I'm talking about right now is, is using food in an unhealthy way, which doesn't mean that we shouldn't enjoy all the food that we eat. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat all the cake. You shouldn't eat all the sugar. No, like eat the cake, drink the wine, enjoy your life. You know, love your body exactly the way it is right now. You don't have to change. The problem is not the body. The problem is never going to be the body. The problem becomes when we don't have that healthy avenue to process our emotions and instead we pick, we pick something else so we don't have to feel it. 
And whether food is your thing or alcohol is your thing or whatever, you know, sometimes some people turn to drama, like drama is my thing. I don't have to feel my own stuff. I get into drama with other people, whatever it is. And for me, taking that away, it's meant that over the past couple of months, I've been feeling increasingly anxious. I've been feeling increasingly sad and it, and it kind of happens out of the blue. I'll, I'll be having a totally normal day. And then all of a sudden, I feel this sort of, cla- it's like it's like a wet blanket covers me from out of the blue. And I can't explain, I can't even find like a trigger point for it. Like what triggered me all of a sudden feeling super low? And I never had that in my whole life. I never had moments like that. I never had that feeling of, of feeling depressed in that way or feeling even anxiety for me. Um, I've, I've experienced anxiety in my life, but not something that's recurring. I never had that. And over the past couple of months, since I went down this journey of figuring out my health, my mental and emotional well-being has been like a roller coaster. It's been absolutely crazy. And I don't think I took it seriously enough. I think it was more, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm just bummed. I don't get to bake anymore. And yeah, you know, baking for me was one of those really healthy avenues Baking for me was one of those things I did almost every day with a baby, like as my transition from my work day, which is always really hectic and intense, to being at home and winding down. That was my transition. We would bake together. It's, it's amazing. Baking is super healing, really, really, really good. And now, not just because I can't eat what I bake, but because literally, like, I can't, I can't enjoy any of those things anymore. Like, why would I, why would I bake a three-layer lemon cake when I can't eat the cake, can't eat the frosting, can't enjoy anything. You know, it's just that piece sort of fell away. So I lost a really important, it's just temporarily, it's it's temporary, all of this is temporary. But for these months, I've lost this this really healthy outlet that I had to process my day. Like the, 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 the baking, the cooking, like that piece. And I didn't realize how important it was. I took it for granted because I just did it every day. So that's been a a super bummer. And then taking out all of these foods out of my diet, it's almost like my body is going like, whoa. <laughs> and according to my doctor, so whenever you're dealing with some any kind of parasite or fungus in your body, so I have something called can- an overgrowth of candida. Uh, I've been receiving so much, you know, advice and support and, you know, from, from people online because it's a really, I didn't know how many people out there actually suffer from candida it's, it's kind of crazy if you don't know what it is so it's this yeast that everybody has naturally occurring in all of our guts all of our you know stomachs we have this in our systems in our bodies but what happens is when you suffer from an imbalance for whatever reason and it can be induced by stress overeating things like white sugar white flowers things that create more yeast in the body uh, feeds the candida. So if you're stressed out or you know your immune system is super low or whatever is going on and you're eating that kind of food, the candida can kind of have this explosive overgrowth. It takes over your system and it can make you really sick. It's the beginning of really serious things like, you know, leaky gut and you know kind of we we get enough problems with our with our colons that we start to leak things into the bloodstream where other disease actually happens. So the more research I'm doing on this candida thing, the more I'm realizing like, whoa, this is, this is kind of a big deal. It's good that I'm dealing with this now and not in 10 years. It's, it's good that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm doing this. It's good that I'm not, it's good that I'm not on the couch right now eating pints of Ben and Jerry's every day. Yeah, because I have something in my system that I need to take care of. And that's cool. And I want to be super healthy and I want to get back to a place where I can reintroduce these foods because that's the point after six months I'm supposed to one food at a time reintroduce it into my system and then see how I feel and if I react the way I've been you know super sick 
to any of them, it means that that's a food I probably will never eat again. But maybe it will go from 60 foods to like six. Like that's, you know, hopefully the case. And that I'll get back to, you know, being able to eat normal things and bake and cook and all that stuff. Just not that kind of white flour, white sugar in excess. But so as I'm kind of researching this, the candida part, which is this yeast fungus thing, it means like I can't anything that I eat that I'm not supposed to eat every time I do I feed it so it means that you know and I was I was sitting in our sauna the other day because sitting in heat and sweating is also really good to to rid yourself of these kinds of this kind of yeast stuff and as I was sitting in the sauna and it's like part of the heat and the sweating and supplements and herbs and things that I'm taking it's supposed to kill the candida off which is this really intense process and the number one one of the number one symptoms of the die off of the candida is anxiety and depression and I was like, and I, and I was in the sauna sweating. I love our sauna. It's literally, it's, it's so meditative. It's unbelievably amazing. It's this little, literally a cocoon of peace that I go to every day. But then I was in there and after like 10 minutes, I started feeling this, this kind of intense, like this moment of anxiety just came back and I'm looking around and, and normally I'm really good at being able to bring myself back to a place of peace. You know, I can use my, my pranayama, I can use my meditation techniques. I have so many little tools in my toolbox to if I get to a place where I feel really anxious, I can bring myself back. But now I couldn't, I literally couldn't. And I'm sitting there in my perfect little cedar <laughs> barrel sauna in the desert, looking out at the ocean and the cactus. You know, I can like Lea Luna's playing in the garden. Like life is really great. Life is really beautiful. I have no complaints, like everything's good. But inside of my chest, there's this massive anxiety eating away at something. And as I was sitting there like sweating and then I had this thought like, whoa, I'm here in the heat. The heat is supposed to kill this thing off. One of the symptoms of the die off is anxiety. What if energetically, because I, I believe everything is energy. What if energetically the candida, this yeast overgrowth that I have, relates to all those times that I, you know, sat on the couch and ate my feelings. <laughs> and it kind of hit me in this way, like, of course, I believe that, you know, it's a physical thing. And, you know, there's tests for candida for these kinds of things, you can really, you know, find out do you have it or not. And, and I did three tests, I 100% have it. But if everything is energy, if everything, and I really believe everything connects to our emotions and our emotional well-being. What if every feeling not felt, but swallowed, literally went into my gut, attached itself to this entity and became this, this weird, like being <laughs> living in my stomach. <laughs> okay. Saying these words out loud, I sound, I sound, I sound insane, <laughs> but I, I really believe this to be true. So of course, anxiety and depression are one of the symptoms of when this, the candida dies because all the feelings you didn't feel, they come out when, with this death of this other thing that's really unhealthily living in your system. Okay, speaking of this out loud, I, I sound a little bit insane, but I really recognize this as truth. I really, really do. It's physical and emotional and energetic at the same time. So that's why like it it's kind of makes just a lot of sense. I cutting, I'm cutting out sugar. Yeah, it's making me depressed because I can't bake. And normally I eat sweet things and I have a sweet tooth and I like to enjoy stuff. That's making me depressed, but not, you know, it's not just that. It's, it's the fact that every time I ate sugar in my life, when I should have felt something, but I chose not to feel, so I went for sugar instead, those feelings went somewhere and they have to come out. And part of that healing process is the release of that emotion. 
So part of that healing is, yeah, sitting in my perfect sauna, in my perfect life, in a perfect moment and feeling overcome with massive anxiety. So what I did in that moment is we have this little an hourglass is that what it's called a time glass in Sweden we call it a time glass I think an hourglass let's go with hourglass you know you flip it upside down sand comes through it and and yeah that that's it kind of helps you tell time so we have one of those in the sauna so you know how long you've been in the sauna and I felt this massive 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 anxiety and the feeling was okay I gotta get out of here like it's hot I'm sweating I I just gotta leave I gotta pick up my baby and like hug her you know that was my immediate instinct and then it hit me okay so how many ways of escaping emotion do I actually have, right? How many, how many ways are there? And I start listing them in my head. Okay, food, huge one. Sugar, up there. Sugar is probably like up top. Used to be alcohol, not anymore. Now it's sugar, up top. You know, alcohol is still there. You know, a, like a big glass of wine at the end of a stressful day. I, I love that shit. <laughs> how many ways do I have? Okay, I have that. You know, sometimes I pick fights. If I, if, you know, and I, and I, and I don't, recognize that I do it in the moment but usually afterwards it's like oh I was having a really tough day for so and so reason and then Dennis did something minuscule doesn't even matter and I make it into a way bigger thing than it is because I'm already feeling something else but instead of feeling that or processing that because it's hard or uncomfortable or I'm not present with it I pick a fight with my husband about his socks on the floor or whatever yeah drama you know that kind of thing it's it's also up there numbing myself with television with Netflix with social media scrolling through Instagram which is something that honestly my my whole life since I got on Instagram I've been really good with not doing really good you know I I usually don't disappear into this endless loop of of of, of social media stuff and lately since I've been sick or since last year I have been I've been spending way more time on my phone than I normally do way more time kind of mindlessly and then I catch myself like what am I doing on this phone I'm going between these three same apps in a circle. Like I'll, like I'll go from Instagram and then head over to Facebook. And then what's another app that I use? <laughs> like, like, okay, I've, I've been without a phone now for a week. Well, that's a whole other story. I, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll get to cover that in this show. But okay, the fact that I cannot remember the apps on my phone, that must be a good sign. <laughs> feeling like pretty happy about that right now okay so yeah whatsapp obviously which is like my little chat where all my work and stuff happens and my emails obviously okay so I'll go from like my emails that's my big one to instagram to facebook to whatsapp like those kind of four apps and then I'll go between and then when I finished the loop I'm like oh maybe something new happened on instagram which of course it did continues to feed us bullshit all day every day it's never ending the stream of bullshit that social media will provide and then I kind of do that and then I go next and then I complete the loop and then it's like oh something else happened or a new email came in or someone else texted or you know and I find myself like getting sucked into the screen for no reason I mean there's a reason but you know and then when I catch that and I'm just scrolling and I'm not feeling anything and I have to snap out like hey I could be like outside right now. I could be reading a book. I could be making love to my husband. I could be doing whatever. And and it's just lying here like a zombie. For me, this is not normal. I don't want to live my life that way at all. So yeah, that's up there. Uh, And I think all these other things that I have, ways that I escape, since I took the food and the sugar away, the others have increased. And also alcohol, I'm not supposed to drink any alcohol. So that's, that's kind of remained the same. But everything else has increased. I'm more on my phone now than I was before my food issues before I cut out all these foods because I used food as a way to you know to comfort myself or to to quiet down or to 
yeah, to settle after a long day or whatever. And now I don't have the food. So I go to the phone more and the phone brings me way more anxiety than Ben and Jerry's ever did. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you, the vegan chunky monkey, like give me that any day over Instagram. Seriously. <laughs> and I was kind of in the sauna listing all the things from food to alcohol to Instagram to screen time. And then I have other avenues that I deem positive, right? Which is my yoga mat, for instance. Yeah. I could roll out my yoga mat right now. I could get out of the sauna, roll out my yoga mat and, and go into child's pose and breathe. I could go talk to Dennis. That's another one. I could go pick up my baby, hug my baby, my dogs. Like I have other, you know, take a walk, like all these other things that I do. Turn, turn on really loud music and shake. Like I do this Kundalini shaking meditation that I love that snaps me out of whatever I'm going. Like I have this list. Some of them I could deem negative because in the long term, if I do it every day, I feel worse. Like a pint of Ben and Jerry's on the couch every day, I feel worse. Hours of endless numbing myself with Instagram, I feel worse. Yoga every day, I feel better. Hugging my baby, I feel better. Talking to my husband, I feel better, right? But they're still, even though one is negative, one is positive, they're both a way to escape. And I really want to want to emphasize that. They're both an escape. Whether I choose to go hug my baby or I choose to go eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's, the end result is the same in that I'm not processing what I'm feeling in that moment. One will lead, yeah, to a healthier life, to better things. Of course, hugging my baby is like, you know, the way to go. I should still hug my baby every day. But at the end of the day, I'm still not feeling that emotion. So I'm still choosing to escape the discomfort of where I am to go somewhere else right? To, to, to put a lid on, to feel something else. Oh my God, I'm feeling anxiety right now. How can I get back to happy? Ah, Leah Luna, come here, make me happy, make me happy. <laughs> you know, not necessarily a super great thing to do, I think. I think, of course, we should hug our babies every day. But if it's to exchange our current state of of, of being into something else you know it's, it's it's using them for something different same with the yoga we can yoga ourselves into oblivion we can yoga our way to injury we can get obsessive with our yoga practice we can you know have our yoga practice be this thing that we do all the time instead of feeling you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl as you may know, I have a new book available for pre-order. It's coming out in September. With this book's debut, I also hinted that I'm going to go on a little tour to visit and hug as many of you guys as I can. It's been so, so long since I traveled. I haven't done it a lot since having the baby. Now I'm remembering how packing your toiletries somehow always involves a delicate game of smart thinking and stacking. Luckily, my Quip electric toothbrush works just as well at home as it does on the go. The compact and wireless design tucks easily into the corner of your carry-on. And the travel-ready cover protects your mouth from sandy swimsuits and luggage slip-ups. It even has an insane three-month battery life that will last for an entire season filled with weekends away. Exactly what I'll be doing soon. Quip ensures the best brush with every single use. With sensitive sonic vibrations, the toothbrush is gentle enough for all gums. Most people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes can be way too abrasive. But Quip has found that perfect balance right in between. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes to be accepted by the American Dental Association and it has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Try it for yourself and you will see. The cleanest mouth comes from Quip, whether you're at home or on the go. That's why I love Quip and why I'm taking it on my book tour with me. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash yogagirl right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yogagirl. So what's left to do? 
right? We take everything away, we scale everything away, what's left? And I was sitting there in the sauna feeling like I'm gonna suffocate with this massive anxiety, looking out at my perfect life, feeling, yeah, like I'm suffocating with anxiety. And then I take this hourglass and I flip it and I'm like, okay, five minutes. And I just told myself, five minutes. That's it, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I'm gonna stay here in the sauna, feeling this anxiety, allowing for this anxiety to be here for five minutes. And even saying that now, I get I get a little emotional, I get a little goosebumpy because it was a really fucking hard five minutes. It was only five minutes. I've done so many five minutes in my life <laughs> of things that were hard, of things I didn't want to do, of things that were awesome. You know, five minutes can pass like nothing. Five minutes can be really long. You know, five minutes on the treadmill <laughs> versus five minutes when you're snoozing in the morning. There are two different, totally different concepts of time. But sitting in that sauna, feeling overwhelming anxiety and letting myself stay there in that, and not just anxiety, but also anxiety in, you know, a hundred degree heat. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I never have my computer in front of me when I podcast, but when I, uh, when I do, I can actually Google the answer to things I don't know. So my sauna is like 90 degrees Celsius, which is like 190 Fahrenheit. It's almost 200 degrees Fahrenheit. So sitting with anxiety while you're sweating in this immense heat, yeah, it didn't make it easier, right? So I just stayed there and I, and I didn't drop into any kind of breathing exercise. I didn't drop into, you know, like a yoga thing or no, I just, I just sat there. I just sat there. I just sat there looking at the hourglass, the sand, you know, dripping into the bottom of the hourglass, feeling anxious. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I, and I, w- I wish I had some sort of, you know, and then, you know, four minutes, 59 seconds in, all of a sudden the sky opened up and, you know, I had a, a communion with God. No, it wasn't like that. It was five minutes of feeling my feelings and it's not cool it's not sexy it's not you know packaged and amazing it's not worthy of an Instagram post you know it's not you know it was just five minutes of anxiety in the sauna (laughs) but it did something you guys it did something I don't know what and it wasn't like five minutes were up and then I felt fine like oh I could do another five no it was five minutes were up and I bolted out of there literally and then I just sat outside in the in the you know looking out at the sky and 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 something you know it settled down when when I was outside and something settled I don't know what what it was but it did something for sure it did something that feeling to like go and and find the food that feeling to like oh my god I need to like you know have another have an avenue right now it went away I didn't have to go do those things and I the more I'm sitting with it now the more I I think I'm realizing at least that there is a way to burn those emotions away, even the really hard and heavy ones. And I don't know if that anxiety is really old. Is it things that have brought me anxiety in the past? Is it old anxiousness that's stuck there, sitting there? I mean, I'm almost envisioning it now. If you guys, have you read uh, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now? He talks about the pain body as this entity, this energetic entity inside of the body that attaches to all the drama, all the negativity, all the anger, all the things that are not here now it was kind of that's how I envisioned the candida inside of me like this kind of cluster of anxiousness and anger and frustration and sadness and feeling overwhelmed and fear and all that stuff it's attached you know to each other and it's this little being now that lives inside of me and for every time 
<laughs> I'm cutting away all the things that add to it, right? I stopped feeding it. And then now it's, it's, it's making its way. I'm freeing myself of it. But every time a little piece dies off, it has to come through me as emotion. And it's, and it's helping. So when I get to a place where it just all of a sudden I feel super low, I feel super anxious, I, I stay there. <laughs> and it's kind of a weird process to have. Um, and it's not the same as I've, I've been really good at feeling my feelings when it comes to crying. Oh, I'm sad. Okay, I'm going to let myself cry. Anxiety fuck anxiety jesus it's you know feeling your feelings letting yourself be sad and cry it comes with this massive release afterwards of like oh i feel so good i cried yeah because uh, you know at some point sadness it's this kind of manageable feeling anxiety to me it's it's just huh, suffocating suffocating not at all and maybe it's just because i have practice of sitting with sadness i've had a lot of sadness in my life i've felt a lot of grief in my life i've had a lot of reasons that you know, I could point to, I'm sad because all these people died. Maybe I felt enough sadness that sadness is not what's stuck in me. Maybe anxiety is some something I haven't felt. And actually, I don't have any experience that I can remember feeling anxious a lot in my life. And maybe I don't because I, I chose not to, right? Maybe I chose that. Nope, that's not a road I want to go down. So, and this is now happening all the time. <clears throat> And this is now happening all, all the time, all the time. I find myself, you know, super happy somewhere going about my day. And then all of a sudden I get overwhelmed with some sort of really heavy emotion. And then depending on where I am, you know, I try to let myself feel it. If I'm at work or I'm in the middle of a meeting, I'm doing something else, then yeah, it's, it's not possible, right? I can't do that all the time. And I take a deep breath and I soldier on because <laughs> that's sometimes just what you got to do. I also have this feeling of, you know, and I know this is also the case when we do trauma work and trauma healing and things like that, that we don't want to feel everything all at once. And I like to believe that the universe brings us what we need in the moment that we need it in the amount that we need it. So if I were to suddenly, you know, pull open the doors of all the anxiety I've never felt in my life that's stuck in my body, and I do believe it's a lot, or the anger or whatever, and welcome all of it at the same time, it would probably eat me alive, right? I wouldn't be able to manage. So instead, the universe is giving me this perfect little combination of, of health stuff. My body alerting me like, hey, hey, I'm not okay. Hey, I'm not feeling good. Hey, you're not taking care of me. Hey, feel your feelings. Hey, change your life. Hey, eat better. Do things. Change something. Like get to the bottom of this. Work through this. Look at it at least. Like it's this perfect combination of things leading me to these moments where in little drops I get to express and hold space for everything I never was able to before. So yeah, five minutes at a time. And the, the cool thing about this is that going down this road and this path and yeah, I'm, I'm seeing these signs for things everywhere and all the fucking time, literally everywhere and all the time. And it's, it's taking me places where I'm realizing I'm, I'm, I want to make a major change in my work life. There are things in my business I want to let go of completely. There are things I don't want to do anymore. There are things that I haven't been working for a long time, but I'm still sustaining them and, you know, keeping it going out of, I don't know, out of fear, out of habit, out of not wanting to disappoint people. I don't know, like I'm not wanting to let people down. I've, I've been kind of going through the motions in different ways. And now part of this, I think the card I got yesterday, being in the midst of enormous change, transforming from the, you know, from the cocoon to the butterfly, is I have to let a lot of stuff go. And letting stuff go in a sense of, in a big way, 
you know, and I'm already in, in it. <laughs> I, I, I'm already in it. And it's, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. And I can also see a variation or a version of myself in the future, not with those things, feeling really free, you know, having a lot of space, living a different kind of life, a better life, an easier life, a more uncomplicated life. But it involves the release and the letting go of things that I, that I put a lot of heart into, a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of myself into. And it's painful. And that's where I am right now. One of these signs that I, <laughs> that I keep getting, which is, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm without a phone <laughs> right now. I've, I'm like a week in of no phone. And the, the, my iPhone is, is part of bringing me so much anxiety right now. Things that didn't used to make me anxious when it comes to my phone is making me anxious or it's taking my peace. I used to be able to, you know, scroll through stuff and like feel nothing. And I'm scrolling through things and I find myself triggered by, oh, you know, I'm not as good as that person or, oh, I can't believe they're having all that fun and, oh, and I'm not there and fear of missing out and all this stuff and I should be doing better. Things that are just, I'm in a place right now where staring at a screen all day is not going to help me feel better. It's not going to be a, a part of my well-being. It's not something that's lifting me up and building something. And it's been this kind of conversation I've been having with Dennis for weeks. Um, we, we try to put our phones away earlier in the day, for sure not sleeping with my phone in my bedroom, which I did all of last year, which we do super often, fall asleep with a screen in your face. It's the, it's the worst. And then we had a five-year anniversary last week. So we said, okay, let's take 24 hours, go to a hotel, check in and not bring our phones and just take 24 hours, you know, like, and if, you know, my mom is here, she's taking care of the baby. She can call the hotel if she needs us, like the way people did it back in the day. <laughs> you didn't have to have your phone everywhere. You would just call the hotel and they leave a message in your, in your room. Like you can still do that. So we did that and it was remarkably amazing. It was, it took me like the whole first day to really wind down. And then just, it was unbelievable. I didn't want to pick my phone back up, but I had a lot of things to do. I had yeah, podcasts to record and meetings and, you know, all the emails I have to attend to and just stuff on my phone I had to do. So I pick up my phone again, immediately feel anxious again. And then the next morning, Dennis went swimming with my phone. <laughs> of course, you know, accidentally went swimming with my phone. He had a dry bag, like a diving bag that for some reason, you know, that used to work, doesn't work anymore. The whole thing filled up with water. His phone is 100% fine. My phone is is totally broken. And living in Aruba, it's not like there's no iStore, Apple Store, nothing like that here. So yeah, if, if I want a new phone, it's going to take a couple of weeks. Of course, I can find like a substitute crap phone in between. But I'm like, okay, this, if anything, is a massive, massive sign. I took a break from my phone and then immediately my phone like swam away from me, <laughs> from me. So it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I find myself in more moments these past couple of days reaching for my phone in any type of moment realizing oh I don't have it okay so what can I do with this moment instead I still have the same amount of work I'm finding other avenues to do that same work yeah I'm on my computer more but I don't spend all day carrying my computer around opening it at any moment no I have my hours when the baby's at daycare on my computer in the day and that's it and if someone needs me urgently they can call Dennis and they are and it's fine <laughs> everything is fine like so far I'm fine without my phone. And it's like, it's not like this is a massive thing. But for anyone who spends a lot of time on their phone normally, for anyone who works through their phone normally, it is a big, it is a big thing because it takes up so much of my time. And lately also so much of my peace. So last night I, 
I uh, used Dennis's phone and I posted something on Instagram, just a little note that like, yeah, I don't have a phone and I, I don't know how much time I'm going to be spending on here. And it's not like I'm saying I'm leaving Instagram forever or, you know, I, I don't even know. This might last another day, might last a year. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to share how I'm feeling in this moment. And, and, and it's good. I think it's good. It's good that this is coming my way. If you feel remotely similar, first of all, if your body is speaking to you in any way, if you have any sort of health issues, even if they're small, take them seriously. Take your health seriously. Take your well-being seriously. Your well-being, literally, it's the most important thing. When you feel okay, it's the last thing you think about because you take it for granted because you feel okay. All of a sudden, you don't feel okay and nothing else matters. We can't be good parents. We can't be good bosses. We can't do our work well. We can't, you know, we, we can't do anything well when we're not okay. That's just a fundamental truth. So your well-being is the most important thing. We can't be of service to anyone when we're not okay. Take care of your body. Take care of your health. You know, eat the dessert, enjoy the stuff and take care of your health. Like it all goes together hand in hand. And there is that kind of tipping scale of, you know, feeding our souls and nourishing ourselves with the dessert and the wine and the things that we love. And then it, you know, there's that moment where it tips over into using it as a way to not feel whatever is going on in our lives. Don't let that scale tip that way. Enjoy just enough dessert that, you know, it nourishes your heart and then go feel your feelings somehow, anyhow it works for you. And I'm hoping that this, I, I, I don't know, I feel like this is taking me down a very, very spiritual path of something totally new. And I don't know where it's going. <laughs> I don't know where I'll be. Next week, I don't know what changes this is going to bring to my life. I just, I know it's really uncomfortable. I know if I could choose, yeah, I would rather have no health problems. I would rather eat all the stuff I've been eating. I would rather not have to think about all, the, all these things all day, every day. I would rather not feel anxiety all the time. I would rather, you know, I would rather be at the top of my A game with my phone, working as normal, you know, being a happy, having a good life. It's not, it's not happening that way for me right now. And I feel like I've been ignoring a lot of these signs for a long time, long enough to take me to a place where, yeah, <laughs> life is kind of complicated for me right now. <laughs> and I can see that it is for a reason. And maybe it has to get complicated to uncomplicate itself. Maybe that's part of the process. Maybe next week I'll be here talking to you guys about my amazing transition into a butterfly. It only took a week. <laughs> That's it. One week, a week without my phone and life is perfect again. Do you guys think that's it? Have I found the magic solution? Probably not. <laughs> but really, whatever is going on in your body, in your health, in your life, take care of yourself. Really, really, really do. Don't ignore the signs. Your body talks to you all the time. If you have back pain, fuck, it means something. If you feel anxious, it means something. If you're sick all the time, it means something. If you're sniffling all the time, you know, if you have stomach pain, whatever it is, it means something. And there is that perfect combination of actually being a physical thing and also emotional and energetic. They go hand in hand. I don't believe that everything is only emotional. No. Um, I read there was this controversy. I can't remember who it was. It was some some Instagram person online who said that, you know, all cancer is caused by by repressed emotions. And I think that's a really shitty thing to say to someone who has, you know, a child with leukemia. Like, you know, we don't, don't, don't go around spewing that shit, but let's not deny that there is a relationship there and it can also be ancestral. I feel that so deeply of everything our parents, our ancestors, our grandparents and their grandparents carried before us 
part of that sits in our DNA. Part of that, you know, trauma, challenge, struggle, whatever came before, it lives on in us. And it's our choice. What do we do with that in this? What do we do with that in this life? Some of it is out of our control, but we can choose what we do now. We can choose how we spend now, how we spend this day. And it's really my deepest wish that we all stay on this journey of healing, that we all, that we talk about it, <laughs> that we talk about it. And for me, a piece of this, it's, it's, it really sucks. You know, I'm a yoga girl. It would be great if I was this picture perfect, you know, epitome of health and well-being and Zen. And, you know, I, I would love to sit here and, and, and preach love and light and, and just teach you guys how to meditate and do yoga all day. That would be great. <laughs> that is not my life. And I think part of my role here is, is talking about the things that don't work, talking about the things that are also hard, reminding all of us that we're not alone. And for you guys to tell me, right, that we're all in this together. We can all hold each other's hands as we walk this really, you know, narrow and challenging path and then celebrate the beauty when the beauty arrives because the beauty will come again. So I'm holding you in my heart really, really, really take today to take care of yourself. And um, if you have a chance, if you get the chance and you will get the chance today, feel your feelings, whatever they are. Trust that you were put here for a reason and you're meant to feel that in that moment. It's the perfect amount right here, right now. Thank you guys for listening. I, um, I love you. 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 And thank you. And see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and for continuing to stay on this journey with me. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Transferwise, Bob's Red Mill, and Quip. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>